You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Spook Lore, making sense of spooky tales. I'm your storyteller, Carmen. I'm Tyler. Just regular. Just feeling refreshed this week. <laughs> feeling refreshed off the. <laughs> feeling refreshed off of my drinkable crime. <laughs> Your drinkable. What did you embezzle that? I embezzled a vanilla coke. <laughs> crime juice. Mm, I won't Even ask, the recipe is stolen. I won't ask you to reveal. Your secrets or the target. No, no one will know because none of them listen to this show. <laughs> I mean, you probably don't want to confess it, <laughs> like confess the details on recording. That's how the FBI finds you for your, uh, your soda crimes. <laughs> and I'm Gordy, the gardener of delights. Thank you, Ding Yuan, on Twitter. That's fitting. For spook lore? For you. Gardener of delights? Yeah. I don't do a lot of gardening per se. No, but if you started, I feel like you'd be happy. I have a whole bunch of dirt pots back there you can work with. <laughs> I get just like run your fingers through. Make the I, lights grow. I, in Indonesia, had a garden. Was it, it delightful? Was, it was wide and fertile, I think. I don't know how big it actually was. I was like six or seven. <laughs> and a pig got into it. Wild pig tore it right up. Damn I have, that pig. I have not gardened since then. That's Gordy's uh, tragic gardening backstory. I had a bamboo fence around it to keep the pigs out. This one was wily. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I think I enjoyed it at the time. This was a fox among pigs. <laughs> it was like a, I think it, to my six-year-old, seven-year-old eyes, it was like the size of this room. Probably not how big it actually was. I thought you were going to say impenetrable. <laughs> Like, to your six-year-old mind, it was Fort Knox. I mean, it, it probably was. Like, it had a fence. <laughs> there might have been no huge, pigs getting in there. huge pig-sized gaps in the fence, but a six-year-old doesn't see those. They, they see a giant wall. They don't yet have the eye for pig-sized holes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you got to develop that. All right, so what do we do on this show? During the month of October, we read spooky stories. Or you do, to us. That part's not different. Yeah. Where the power lies remains the same. Yes. It was actually in the hands of our listeners who suggest these things, but I channel it yes. at you cruelly. You're going to read us a spooky fairy tale from somewhere in the world. Gordy and I have not heard it before, and hopefully some of the listeners have not either, and we're going to talk about it as we go. I'll rip it apart and put it back together like we're a going, Frankenstein. We're going to repair this weird, scary fairy tale. Also like a Frankenstein. Like a Frankenstein. The scariest of all stories. And the Spooktralizer may or may not give a reading. The Spooktralizer has undergone... It, it is the machine that tells us how spooky the stories are. It has undergone some rehab. Yeah? We'll call it for its alcoholism and tobacco addiction. <laughs> that it picked up on the road. Yeah, on, yeah, on we, the road after gaining sentience. You should You should dip into previous octobers if you don't know what we're talking about we thought it had been on a journey to find itself but really it had just found whiskey found, yeah it found 
found bad habits <laughs> on the road. It is it is here. We have fixed it up a little bit. There's no longer a slot machine in its chest, so it's 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 a little bit closer to where it was originally. That's good to hear. All right, so today we are going to New Mexico, courtesy of Jeremiah, uh, Tyler's kidnap special friend. <laughs> the best friend I ever had. Boy, that sounds pretty bad without context, huh? Yeah, let's leave it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the friend Tyler has in a box has <laughs> shoved through the slats of the box sides this story for us. Um, we just kicked the box and he whispered, New Mexico. <laughs> As you do, the gold teeth. <laughs> Which is the title of the story we are reading. Um, it's Gold Teeth from the book Enchanted Legends and Lore of New Mexico, collected by Ray John de Aragorn. Aragon, sorry. Um, and Aragorn? Put- <laughs> what? Um, wait, what? That was my Gordy wake-up call. Uh, Aragon. What say you? Aragon, the book. The dragon. Aragon, the... That's- I'm going to say it. The pretty bad novel. <laughs> this, this is... This- this is spelled like if Aragorn the ranger smashed into Aragorn the dragon. That's a that's another boy in books, the, though. Aragorn, the young adult series, notable only because it was written by a child. He put a lot of words down. He did. And most and children them don't into care books. enough to do that. He got a movie. Did. I heard it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't good. All right. Uh, yeah, so he collected these stories in and around Las Vegas, New Mexico, not the not the gambling one where we ah. re- recently lost the spook realizer. Um, and this was published in 2012 by History Press Library Editions. What's it called again? The Gold Teeth. Yes. Yeah, the story is called Gold Teeth. It's not scary on its face. Some people are terrified of teeth. They are, they are bones that are outside your body. It depends on where they are. The do math. What, where they are? Where yeah. the teeth are? Yeah. Like in your head or coming out of your eyes? Or, or foot. In your butt? <laughs> if your butt had teeth. Your, your butt teeth. That's scary to me. If your teeth had teeth? Your armpit teeth? If, if your teeth had little mouths that screamed <laughs> all the time? <laughs> That'd be bad. And that's the story. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Does the whole thing. What if your teeth had teeth and screamed? <laughs> do, do we have an executive producer this week? Yeah, we sure do. The executive producer this week is Samwise. We're sorry already. Yeah. Another one from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's a very thematic episode. Samwise and Aragorn. Let's go for a hat trick. See if we can get a third one during the episode. Uh, and then we should marathon the movies. My Legolas is itchy. <laughs> That's a cheap one. Who did it? <laughs> uh, Samwise is Arn Thompson type 466, A Journey to the Other World. You two ready? Yeah, tell me about teeth. Oh, also, thank you, Samwise. We should do that. I mean, that's that goes without saying. Thank you, Samwise. Gold Teeth. Uh, in the book, this story has a subtitle quote, which is, Where there is death, there is crying. Okay. Thought you were going to say crime. Either way, true statement. And that, that seemed a little too on the nose for us. <laughs> uh, once upon a time, there was a, a young couple who were super in love, and their names were Pedro and Alina. Uh, Pedro had been born a country boy on a ranch off in the plains, a little bit out of the city, and Alina was a city girl who grew up in the old town plaza in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Uh, one thing they did have in common was families who loved them very much. And teeth. They did, yes, they had that in common. Nobody ever mentions that. 
safe to assume that they had teeth yeah at least some like any story that says like these people only had one thing in common i'm always like i bet i could name a few more you probably both have livers nose breath pissing (laughs) pissing (laughs) a hobby you can share so pedro was a handsome polite shy fellow who had lost his father at the age of four so his family like loved him in theory before before he was four (laughs) but it can never be proven (laughs) it just seemed like a weird thing for them to be like their families loved each other loved them very much this guy's family like part of it was lost pretty early where did he lose his father like did he personally lose him was it the woods because we have a plan He's just Rip Van Winkling. Editor's note, go back and check the Ramble cast, True Believers. I'm, I'm just going to insert the in, the whole audio of it right here again. <laughs> Unedited, including all the parts every, where we were trying to be funny and didn't happen. Every time we reference something, I'm going to put the whole audio of it in at like 12 times speed. Oh, that's a new can of worms that we could really dig into. Yeah. yeah. Anytime we, we don't want to record an episode, we just have to say... Like Family Guy style. Remember that time we talked about a bus, and then and then we <laughs> and then we fucking B movie the whole episode. B movie. Yeah, like that YouTube video that replaced every time they said B with the entire script of the B oh, movie. Oh yeah, we could just do that also. Every every time, every time we say teeth, I'm gonna increase the speed of the audio five percent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he had had fond memories of ringing the the dinner bell at home to call his dad in from the fields because he was too little to have actual responsibilities so they had to lie to him and pretend like this was important (laughs) okay Um, give him little jobs to do yeah like you do with a four-year-old who wants to be helpful and you want them not under your feet do you do you want a four-year-old under your feet no that can be arranged i don't that i want i want them well then you have to come i want them when they're old enough to work (laughs) Um, one day he was ringing and ringing the bell and his dad never came. And so he and his mom went looking and found him face down in the field, stone dead. The dad? Yeah. Ah. And people said it was his heart as a heart attack had killed his father. So ran in the family. A a surprisingly reasonable assumption from this fairy tale. (laughs) This is a folk tale. Here's, here's the thing. (laughs) They're the same. That's not, There's no difference. That's not true. The they're only, all the same. We have, we have actual folklorists right now who are screaming <laughs> at you. They're the same thing. Don't let anyone tell you different. The only thing is that's different is that folktales don't mention all the fairies that are around. Folktales, fairy tales, legends, mythology, urban legends, same thing. Comic books. They're all lies. <laughs> Fiction. Bubblegum. Bazooka Joes. <laughs> Pulp fiction. Uh, so he took care of, of his uh, mother until her death when he was 25. So his whole family was gone before he met Alina, so I don't think they really had that in common anymore. <laughs> seems like an odd thing for them to have in common. Especially when they do have teeth. That's true. And you could have said that. And livers. And breath. And pissing. And pissing. <laughs> they still have pissing in common. Almost certainly, unless he's got... Maybe Tom Hanks disease in the Green Mile. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't remember what it is, but there's the peeing scene in that movie is pretty rough and only called a peeing scene in very technical terms. Catheter is still peeing. (laughs) This this is not an area we should get into. (laughs) 
I'm just justifying it in my own head. Like, even if you couldn't pee on your own, you would still be peeing. Redirect it out your mouth, yeah. Isn't that what a catheter is? Yeah, it's like those dinosaurs in Jurassic Park <laughs> a, that peed all over Newman from Seinfeld. It's a, it's just a U-turn in your system. Anyway, he stayed on the ranch um, and was pretty happy there. Like, he enjoyed the solitude. He enjoyed the ranch itself. Uh, and he rarely ventured into town and had no real desire to seek the company of other humans until he went to a Fandango, which is in addition to being a movie service. Um, <laughs> so it's a website that makes your tickets more expensive. <laughs> Probably predating said movie service. Yeah. Um, so before it was a, a service that scalped tickets, uh, it was Before just, it was bag puppets that yelled at you. It's just a dance, like a traditional dance. Oh, sure, yeah. Like a square dance, but cooler. You dance the Fandango. Sure. Um... So at, at the Fandango, he met Elena. Like in the Frank Zappa song. And she is both hot and friendly. She's surrounded by people <laughs> who like her. Um, you already told us that part. And it was love at first sight. That's the dream, isn't it? Followed by proposal, followed by marriage. Same hot. day, huh? I don't know what the timeline for that is, but we're just going to fast forward through that aspect of their life. So Yeah, and it's a fairy tale probably immediately. And it's it's not the spooky part, so we don't care. No, there's no ghosts. This is a is well, this, maybe maybe his parents were ghosts at the wedding. Is this like a slow burn on the spooky? The spook the spooktralizer has turned itself off. They threw a dead dad at you early on to keep you interested, but like a heart attack dad. Yeah, but they're gonna keep throwing dead bodies at you. Don't mm, that's cheap. Uh, so after the wedding, Pedro took Elena to his ranch. It was a really nice one with a pond of fish, some happy cows, some fresh eggs every day, a nice garden, an outdoor oven, all the trappings of a good times ranch. Um, <laughs> good times ranch. Eggs and stuff. <laughs> cows that are good. That's a good advertisement for for a ranch. Good times ranch. Eggs and stuff. <laughs> Is the oven outside so they can trick animals into just walking into it? It was mostly for bread, I think. Oh, well. But you could maybe occasionally get a chicken wandering there. Is is the outside oven just a pen that's directly below a hole in the ozone? Okay, so yeah. You, so you could magnifying glass a bunch of animals like ants. <laughs> like the mad scientist restaurant. You just walk a cow in Which, there, and using the power of the sun, <laughs> you get steaks and beef ribs. Farm farm to table by way of space laser. And they'll just kind of fry it in the field and carry it over to you. I mean, people lose their shit over brick oven pizza. What if I cooked a pizza with the sun? Sun oven pizza. A sun you can, oven? You can't do that. There's There are ways to make... A yeah, solar a very oven. big magnifying glass. Is it two mirrors? Uh, it's like a, a big aluminum foil looking thing that you can do. Two mirrors and it bounces the heat waves back and forth? Sure. I want you to go set up a cooking <laughs> show in the graveyard out there. In the graveyard? That's the largest area of flat space that is not a parking lot in this apartment complex. Yeah, two mirrors. It reflects heat back and forth infinitely until it's cooked is that this is what microwaves do right they bounce the heat yeah they capture it from the sun <clears throat> yeah they, they send little sun thieves up to bring it back and like they chuck it in a game of what's the one that is tennis with the wall that happens inside racquetball squash yeah. racquetball Bad squash 
I think squash is a thing, isn't it? Squash is a thing. I, I it's, don't it's know. racquetball that I'm specifically thinking about. I don't so. know how squash is played. So they steal sunlight and they racquetball it against two mirrors and then you get crappy uh, frozen macaroni and cheese into hot frozen tasting macaroni and cheese. Do you think people would be more interested in my son cooking restaurant if before I opened it, I put a big blanket over the whole earth but only had a hole cut where the sun could get to me? <laughs> Yes. Yes, I think I think they might not come for the food. They would come for the for the miracle that is sunlight at that point. And that's the ultimate you, marketing strategy. You, would, you will have a supply issue. You would be like Immortan Joe with your one hole in the blanket letting in sunlight a little bit at a time. You stand up there in your whack ass clear armor and funky face mask in, in and your you, tan you move <laughs> and and all the the pale masses <laughs> pale and emaciated because there's no food growing anymore. Come, and they gotta come get pizza. <laughs> come with their hands open and you hit a, a spigot and the blanket. <laughs> Pulls out and some sunlight pours on them, and they're like, like vitamin D. I twist a nozzle and pizza pours all over them. Does sound good. Okay, so in the beginning, uh, the Good Times Fun Ranch was a really new and exciting thing for Elena. Uh, she adapted very quickly to it. She learned to take care of all the, the stuff in the house and around the, the immediate house area. She learned to can vegetables and make beef jerky um, using the power of the sun, I'm sure. <laughs> Just funneling the sun into different areas. Yeah, just <laughs> funnel the sun into that beef meat till it's jerky. Um, and do it. This is another thing folklorists don't want you to know. You can just change it anytime you want. It's a into it's, anything that you want. It's a living medium. It it evolves over time. You can just do that. No one can tell you it's wrong. It's a, it's like lucid dreaming, but with prose. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you, like, you want to do something try it out now it's in the oral tradition uh so pedro would get up at dawn and go out to work in the fields and elena would ring the bell if she needed help with something or to remind him about meals like downton abbey don't forget to eat so she was happy for a while but they were very far from the city and soon her friends and family stopped visiting and uh, like her her parents came as often as they could but they were aging people stopped loving her yeah so it was a difficult Ah. trip for them can we change the bells to a series of um, just like megaphone noises? Yeah. Like, or klaxons? Sure. I think this kind of fits the tone a little bit more because <laughs> now the the earth is in darkness. <laughs> Unless I'm, you forget. I, I imported your idea into the story. No, I noticed. Now it's, now it's true in the story. And I appreciate it. Uh, they only went into town on the occasion that they needed to, that they needed to buy things that they could not make or grow. Or sunbeam. Or or sunbeam. So she missed her her social life because she was a very gregarious person. Pedro could occasionally be convinced to take her to a fandango, but not as often as she would like. And he didn't see an issue. He really enjoyed the solitude. So he he would. He he liked having her to himself. Um, Him and the cows. He was happy, and therefore he didn't think about anything else. So, standard. Um, 
Three years passed. They didn't have any children. Elena was alone most of the time. She was really bummed out. This made her angry sometimes. And she wanted to have a kid to have someone to play with and talk to. And when <laughs> when you're at that point That's where a good you're reason. like, I need the company of a lisping three-year-old. I mean, some people like the company of children. Sure. <laughs> it is an alien concept to me. I mean, it's like, I, I think I know people who would be perfectly happy to hang out with like three and four-year-olds. I just think if you're missing, like, friends and family... Right. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, the specific hole in her life, I'm not sure, could be filled by a, a kid. I don't get the same... Uh, what's the word? I don't get the same thing out of, like, talking to a three-year-old that I do with, with friends, because I just... I don't know what three- and four-year-olds are into. It seems unlikely they're interested in the same things that I am. What if the, you tried, though? The dab and flossing, if they're six and seven. Dab and... F- they know what dabbing is? Yeah, they six know Six and dabbing. seven? Do you know how difficult it is to be an art teacher ever since the dab happened? No. Because you're trying to tell them to, like, gently dab the paint or just a dab of something, and well, every time... you need time, to change your vocabulary. Yeah. I, I have. Grandma. But, yeah, Grandma Carmen <laughs> was not aware for a little while that the dab was a thing, and was very con- confused when a good half of her class would then do <laughs> the dab every time she mentioned that word, till she went and looked it up on the internet. I think I'd just walk out. <laughs> like, if I said that, and a bunch of people in the room did that, I would assume it's a setup and leave. See, I really like teaching, and I like the company of kids in, in those little bursts, because they're, they're an interesting and refreshing kind of conversation. You like, you like being able to force them to do stuff that you want. Can I get you to try something? Um. <laughs> to the children's? Yeah. Well, just for your... It's just for the sake of your vocabulary. Well, wait to hear whether or not this is a super crime. Well, I just think that you should replace the word dab with Macarena, because I don't think they know what that is. Just give this so a just, little Macarena. Yeah, just put oh, yeah. a little Macarena of paint on your page. Put a little Cotton Eye Joe on <laughs> paint right on there as an electric slide. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. If any of them know Cotton Eye Joe, you should... Got prom- promote them how does art promote. how does an art class work are they ranked i assume so yeah it's so there's gladiatorial style art combat at the end of every class I mean, not see. combat just like i mean it's not with fists or anything they have to draw it's it's draw bat somebody's <laughs> somebody has to be the best right i assume they're competing for that in the class yes we do try to keep a very competitive atmosphere and make sure that they know when they've failed because that's, yeah. that's the way to foster appreciation for the arts. That's what art is for, instilling a sense of <laughs> failure. <laughs> I'm just the saying. The earlier the better. I've enjoyed my, my interactions with kids. I enjoy my blood niece and my friend niece a lot. Um, but that is not consolation company for your husband being out in the fields all the time or your friends being miles away in the city like it's still lonely with a kid just doing donuts on a cow yeah because that kid is all for that kid is all for that kid's existence like it takes him a long time to understand that other people have feelings uh empathy is a developed skill later sometimes (laughs) yeah hopefully hopefully a skill that is developed um so that conversation is not that scintillating. And after a little while, you get tired of hearing about every dog. Or That's in this case, every chicken. Every cow. Every cow. And how good they are at drifting. Cow drifting would be fun. She's going to redirect the sunlight 
uh, and bounce it between mirrors until there's a substantial person there. She's going to summon them with light. Somebody out there read the book of the new sun and then talk to me about it. You, okay, so... You um, saying that just made me imagine that she's going to summon Tupac to be her friend. <laughs> she's gonna, She's got a hologram of Tupac to talk to. <laughs> spit rhymes with. The, the most confused and labored allegory for childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> that we've ever made on this show and we've made a few <laughs> i i barely does, does understand that, it does that include the live show it does include that that is not an allegory for that's birth just, that is a birth method it's a, it's a plan okay. yeah um all right so it's a recommendation one morning as pedro was getting ready to go feed the animals he heard a horrible scream from elena he rushed back into his house and he found that uh, she was on the floor with blood flowing from her mouth. Yeah. Spooked her laser back on. Uh, it doesn't like blood. It, it rolled over <laughs> at the mention of blood, but it's not quite. It hasn't perked up. Important to note that we do have a setup for the spooked laser where it has its own beanbag chair and snacks. <laughs> and a little Capri Sun. We're trying to wean it off of more destructive substances by just giving it like gum and cheese its and goldfish crackers cheerios sounds pretty good um i should have bought some goldfish she i got these taco cheese its and i am all about them uh she had been trying to put the heavy iron skillet on the uh, warmer above the stove when it had slipped bounced off the stove and smashed into her mouth knocking out all of her teeth all at once yep it was a, a one mouth a smash palpable hit yeah, because I had to like get into the mouth. Oh yeah, they're they're they're, they're in there deep. The spooktralizer has sat up. <laughs> its eyes are narrowing a little bit. Uh, Pedro took her to town immediately to a doctor, who did what he could, removing the little daggers of teeth from her injured gums. Okay, that got a reaction. Just a little a little blip on the monitor. The spooktralizer tells me that teeth coming out is just an inherently. <laughs> A uh, weird and unsettling thing. That that is a horror film scene for sure, especially yeah. when they're already pre-shattered. Cause you ever seen the X-rays? They got roots that go way up in there. They're in there to pop one of those suckers out. Takes a lot. Yeah, especially it, after you've already been mouth smashed. Yeah, it's like it's a bad scene. They did it to me while I was awake. Mouth smashed in the whole mouth. <laughs> mouth smash is the band. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth smash. The, the theme song of my favorite animated film, Crash. <laughs> Crash. And their their hit song, Resoul. Don't drink that soda, you know better. You're gonna die. Is Loser the song title? What? Loser? Spice Mouth? All Star. All Star. <laughs> it's not loser yeah no. yeah it's the opposite of that oh, a girl calls him a loser in the song that's right with a finger in the shape of an l on her forehead finger in her thumb mouth smash, mouth smash. <laughs> what what kind of music does mouth smash play and is that copyrighted grunge grunge maybe yeah kind of just like loud echoey grunge industrial grungy nothing made with iron skillets it's more about it's more about the the reverberations of the sound off of the empty like underpass of the bridge that they're playing under it's the spaces between those echoes so elena wanted pedro to stay on the farm 
um, kind of silently to herself blames him for this happening to her. And Why? I, I guess because he married her and put her on that ranch with that thing. With the oven? Yeah, and the, the skillet and all that. I think she blames him for her life. Like, her life isn't what she wants it to be right now, and Why? now it is sans teeth. Why did she marry him? Because he's hot and shy and nice. Well. And it was love at first sight. Yeah. And that, that, is, al- that is always real, and you, you only get it once. You don't. Don't have to. <laughs> all right. It's the moral of the story of Kirsch. So she stays with her parents right. during her recovery, and he goes back to the farm. Uh, there are many dentist trips. There's a lot of pain, a lot of tears. It's a shitty time for Elena. Uh, one morning, her father comes in to let her know that times are shittier because her mom has died in her sleep. This, cool. The story just kind of like spices it up with dead bodies every now and then. It's like Game of Thrones. You just yank one every couple pages. It's not very spooky, though. No. It's, it's not so far, other than the body horror of losing teeth. Which is less spooky and more... Gore, Just viscerally Icky. gross. Um, so Elena ate very. Elena ate very little, and her father pretty much stopped eating entirely. Uh, he was depressed about losing his wife. He felt like he was losing his daughter, etc. Uh, one day, Pedro stopped by to see how Elena was doing. Found her asleep next to an empty medicine bottle, and her father was in the chair with his head rolled back and his eyes closed. So he tries to speak to his father-in-law, no response. So he like puts his hand on the shoulder to wake him up, and the head lulls forward, and he's very cold and very dead. And not spooky. It's more sad. Yeah, it's just it's just bummer things are happening. Um, we need to get a bum tralizer. <laughs> the spook tralizer is looking for a secret bottle of alcohol because <laughs> it is bummed out by this. Um, Pedro took his wife back to the ranch where she mostly just like slept her days away and he's at a loss it goes to the county doctor dr dimarest who referred him to the silver and goldsmith roberto leba because that's how doctors do here's a prescription for gold um this guy whose job is smithing fine metals yeah it's it's more prescription of get out of my office (laughs) A subscription of just leave me alone. Here's a prescription for another location. (laughs) For someone else's problem. Go to park or anywhere, really. First place I thought of, across the street. Go there. (laughs) I mean, I could be a doctor if I just had to refer people to other professionals. (laughs) All right, so this guy whose job is smithing fine metals for some reason has a room in the back in which there is a glass showcase filled with dentures. Okay. Just like a weird hobby slash fetish. Because there are some dentures made of silver and gold, but there are also dentures made of wood and ivory, which I'm assuming he does not smith. I mean, you can't be sure. I mean, that could be a side gig, maybe. You don't usually smith wood. Maybe he's discovered the way. I think if you heat it and beat it with a hammer, you don't get good results. Tell that to (laughs) Minecraft. What? Tell that to Minecraft. Do you you heat and beat wood? I mean, you punch the tree and you get wood. Yeah, that's true. I don't remember what happens when you burn it. It's been a long time. Coal, I think, or Maybe. charcoal. And that's useful. Yeah. Uh, Pedro chose a set of gold dentures from a dark corner of the showcase. Why? I don't know. Do the did shadows the, make it look better? Did the smith tell him he could? 
Or did he just walk in and do it? Well, like the Smith is showing him the dentures. Here's my creep room. (laughs) As a solution to his wife problem. Um, So he selects those and the Smith says, you made a very good choice. And the Smith does not say, these used to belong to an old widow named Donna Yosefa who had had them made specifically for her, loved them dearly, didn't want to part with them, and recently died. Who does say it? No one says it. It's a secret. So I don't know it? Pedro doesn't know it. You do. That's called dramatic irony. Well, how did I know it? Um, you can read minds because third person omniscient. <laughs> um, Please s- explain how fiction works. <laughs> so <clears throat> and, and so- I'm going to pretend that I don't know it because I didn't hear it. It's okay. called not metagaming. Nobody told me. Instead of... Um, my, my character didn't hear it. <laughs> instead of burying her with the dentures, as was her request, her daughter was like, these are valuable, and sold them to the goldsmith, who was like, these are a work of art, and they definitely shouldn't be with the dead. I agree. So, uh, the goldsmith, to the naive Pedro boxes it up in a glass box and wraps that up in a pretty paper and a nice lavender ribbon and gives it to him to take to his wife. So Pedro takes it home. She doesn't give a shit about presents, so he opens it for her. When she sees the teeth, she kind of perks up a bit. And uh, Does she do, like, gummy faces? Like, put him in. Smacks those gums together a couple times. I'm ready. Flaps them at him seductively. <laughs> I want to take those for a joyride. Uh, so she pulls the dentures out of the box and smiles, which was the first expression he'd seen from her in a very long time. So then she goes to the mirror, pops them in her mouth, and smiles at herself. Pedro says, do you like them? And she turns around and says, who are you? Spooky. Oh. And he says, your husband, of course. And she says, I don't believe I've had a husband in a very long time. said, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, Elena. I've tried the best I can to get you through all this. That's a bummer. Please go outside and make yourself useful, young man. I need my rest. So he heads outside, and this is a disappointing result, but it is arguably better than her just sitting sadly asleep all the time. I mean, now he has permission to fucking Tokyo drift those cows. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a better story. Uh, So the days go by. Uh, She's still acting oddly, but she is baking and cooking and sometimes even cleaning, so he's not questioning it too much. (laughs) Is it it parasitic? Parasite teeth? Yeah. Is it time travel teeth? I don't know. You're not metagaming. What do you think it is? Time travel teeth. Parasitic. It's Uh, like the spores that make you, I don't know, that get into like the bugs and make them do weird stuff. Is it Scott Bakula's teeth? Oh, that's probably it, huh? They bounced around all over time. <laughs> From body to body. Fixing, yeah. Fixing their problems. They just soaked in a lot of weird juice. Uh, she loved to eat and started putting on some of the weight she'd lost, and she started talking vividly about things from a long time ago, as though she'd been there, which was confusing to him. How long ago? Time travel teeth. Grandma times, I guess. <laughs> From grandma. <laughs> also, the teeth can bite through anything. Even though they're gold, which I don't think would be a great material no. for, for ventures. She, she loves eating sheet metal. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a little odd. You used to like chicken. <laughs> you used to, used to like chicken. Now you like industrially processed metals. <laughs> I'm just happy you're happy. <laughs> you like the bones of the cow. 
She seemed happy most of the time. She didn't ask to go anywhere anymore like she used to. Uh, she was just happy being alone in the house. Bonus. So time passed, things continued going well, and one day, after a particularly good day, when Elena was in a, a good mood, Pedro got the gumption to ask about maybe letting him move out of the barn where he'd been sleeping for a long time, and let him move back into the, his house. May I live here again? And his bedroom, and also maybe we can talk about having that kid you've always wanted. Wow. Elena was surprised at first, and then picked up a broom and said, Listen here, I don't know who you think you are, but don't think for an instant I'll let you into my bed. As for children, one daughter is enough. She was a horrible little thing who took everything from me. And then she waves the broom in the air, yelling at him to get out of the house. Just one of my favorite images is when like someone's just waving something in the air and just blathering. Screaming nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a good image to have, because I can't imagine doing that ever. Uh, so Pedro tried reasoning with her, saying he's happy to wait for as long as she wants. He's just glad that she's feeling better, etc. Um, but she keeps waving the broom and gets angrier and angrier at him, so he leaves. So now he's worried. It's taken him a bit to get there. Uh, I mean, she, life was good up until then. Yeah, she wanted the same solitude he did, and she cleaned his house. Cue um, the copyrighted Joe Walsh song. She had aged before his eyes, and she spoke to him as though he were a stranger, and this was now starting to bother him. Um, she bossed him around, and now she had thrown him out of his own house. He loved Elena, but not this Elena. This Elena blew. <laughs> so he starts suspecting the dentures as being like the core of the issue, because the change happened when they popped into her mouth. Those yeah. seem to have time ghosts in them. <laughs> It's, it's also it's showing all symptoms of time ghost. It's also problematic because like, so like, here we go. Frodo and the one ring. Yeah. There's, no, there's number three. Sure. Like the ring can be bitten off of a finger. You can, you can get that thing off. Right. There are ways. You bite the finger off, cut it off. It was the one, one such way was featured in a feature film. Maybe it could just slip off there's the like two ways. Both of those are featured. Like maybe it could just slip off dentures are kind of hard to get out of there right like they're in your head i mean i know a band that could help that could get the dentures out of your head yeah is it metallica no it's mouth smash yeah it's a good old grunge band okay yeah and their hit song hey now you're an intern (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just it's hard to sneak up on somebody's dentures i think yeah, they will probably see you coming. Right, like you do have to be in front of their face. You could, now this is a long shot, but you could you could get it <laughs> in such a way yeah. that you hit them in the back of the head when their mouth is open and maybe they'll come out. <laughs> you just pop them out. And there's, there's your crime weaving for the day. You just gotta wait for a yawn, a calculated yawn. A calculated yawn, smack them in the back of the head very hard. <laughs> So he makes plans to steal the dentures, much like Tyler. That's uh, also a way you could get him out the front, is just constantly yawn until they catch it and then yank him out. <laughs> you just have like a little fishing line, <laughs> a tiny fishing line. No, it's just your hands. You just yawn in their face until they also yawn. Oh, okay. And then you put your fingies in there. And then you shoot your grappling hook into their mouth. <laughs> At night, when all the lights went out, he sneaks into the house and he hears her snoring in the bedroom. 
It creeps to the door and peers through, sees that she's on her back asleep, and the teeth are in the glass box on the table next to the bed. Oh, or that. <laughs> as he approached, the teeth began to clatter, and she moved her hand over the box as if to comfort them, that she was still in a deep sleep. Gross. Pedro waited a moment for the initial danger to subside, and then he took the box, tiptoed out of the room, and booked it out of the house. As he ran, the bell outside began to ring. The klaxon. Yes. Uh, he wondered if he should return, but he got on his horse instead and rode to the shop. Um, there he is exhausted, and it's like really early morning, so it's not like the goldsmith is even open yet. So sure. He wants to go to sleep, but the teeth are still rattling wildly in their box. What he should have done, fire up the oven and cast it into the fire. <laughs> the fires of oven doom. <laughs> <laughs> Only there can they be destroyed. Uh, he's got to take Why not to the, the oven of sun doom? I mean, that is the only place where the sun shines. Yeah. He's got to take him to the goldsmith so he can put them in the oven w in which they were forged. Okay. Mm. Mm they didn't rent out their own <laughs> oven with the sunlight on it. So he wonders how he can silence them so he can get some rest. It lands on sitting on the box while he takes a nap. Doesn't. Okay. And then to his amazement, they go silent. I don't know if they go silent when he thinks, I should put my butt on them, or if they go silent when he does sit on them. It's not that clear. Uh, so he falls into an uneasy sleep. He's then awakened by the sound of a bell ringing and someone calling his name. First, it sounded like Elena, but as it grew steadily louder, he wasn't sure it was her. Pedro! Pedro! He heard as it got menacingly closer. He heard footsteps and then dead silence. And then a sudden movement nearby filled him with terror, and he saw a black figure silhouetted in the moonlight. Near him, stood, uh, near him stood an old woman with wild white hair and piercing red eyes. It's a tooth wraith. Where are my gold teeth? She cried. Pedro felt a sharp pain in his chest and couldn't talk. I want my gold teeth! She screamed, and then he became motionless. The woman grabbed him and shook him. Where are my gold teeth? The townspeople heard screams, but they were too afraid to leave their houses till morning. I'm like, well, that'll sort itself out. It's not wake-up time yet. That's not a rooster. That's just a mad screaming. <laughs> so Pedro was found dead the next morning, sitting up against the wall with a decaying corpse of a long-dead woman next to him with the gold teeth in her smiling skull. They say Pedro died of a heart attack. As for Elena, she was never seen or heard from again. The Spooky. End. That's so insane <laughs> by Smash Mouth off the album Summer Girl. Thanks, Gordy. I don't think this is worth continuing. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to what try was the something. Plan? I don't know. I was trying to. I was trying to get more Smash Mouth songs in there because I don't know any others. That was that was nothing. All right, let's check the Spooktralizer first to get the official read on this while it's fresh. The Spooktralizer doesn't understand the ending. He needs you to explain it first. He, or he needs us to explain it first. Yeah, he was spooked by an old woman and died of the same heart attack that killed his dad. But he, but he had a a dead body next to him. Yeah, of an old woman. Of a long dead woman. A long dead woman. A time ghost. Which is who? Presumably the old woman. What old woman? The one With who the originally teeth. owned the teeth. Where did she come from? Inside the teeth inside yeah she's a ghost in the teeth you the, think the ghost, ghost in the teeth now my favorite been, anime she'd been haunting the teeth and coveting them for so long they were her favorite possession is this like it follows 
or like you have the teeth and you have to hand them off to someone else i've not seen that film so i can't say okay it's called it fluoride um i mean that that did get pretty spooky at the end it did it took a long time to get there and i think that's where we could probably fix this up a bit it was it was kind of a very innocuous start but i i do like the uh the implication that because his uh pedro's is it pedro yeah his dad died of a heart attack right right and they say that he also died of a heart attack Except also mystery corpse. Right, but does that imply that his dad also was killed by... A time ghost? Some kind of teeth ghost? I think that's where we'd have to fix up the story, because the problem with this one is that it just kind of throws corpses at you to keep you engaged. Like, right, because I... Which had the opposite effect, I do, quite I, frankly. I do like... Like, I like that reveal, right? If, if it was handled better... Of like oh like at the end you realize like oh this thing also got his dad and that's like that's why the death was mysterious it wasn't a heart attack I think I think you need a connection between the old woman with the gold teeth and this family I mean Other, otherwise it's just a random spirit it's incredibly simple to establish one it's their ancestor no his dad got dentures yeah, well, yeah. okay I mean you could do that and you could have the teeth but I think. I think Pedro should not be able to recognize the teeth. Well, he wouldn't. Because it would be kind of weird for him to to choose the teeth, his dad, and this dead woman. Would it be weird or would it be very sweet and heartwarming? I think it would be weird. To to pass down traditional teeth. Especially if his his... dad started acting like a crazy old woman as soon as he put the ventures in. These (laughs) Wife, these are the teeth that drove my dad insane. (laughs) I want you to have them. It's all we can afford. I don't know. Maybe maybe the dad was having some kind of affair with the daughter of this old woman. I, I didn't necessarily mean that they needed to be the same dentures. I more meant that this fucking Smith was trafficking in ghost like vessels. Well, then it wouldn't be if it's not the same dentures. Then there's no connection between this woman and the family. Like no, it, but it's ghosts. Yeah, but I think for like a neatly tied up horror film. You would need... It needs to be the same ghosts. Yeah, you need a tighter tighter woven connection. Um, so if the dad was having like a secret affair with the daughter of this woman, or if his mom was mm. the daughter of this woman who like sold the gold teeth instead of burying her with them, then she would have maybe motivation for vengeance on the dad. Because he said sell the teeth? Yeah, he was like in on it, maybe. And that's how they could afford that cool fish pond in the outdoor oven was his take of the, the gold teeth cut. An empire of teeth. So <laughs> Yes. So he had been killed by her ghost in the field. Yes. So I think that would Sure. Would get you spooked out and you'd need some some mysterious circumstance surrounding that, like maybe that bell rings on its own. Like after the boy stops ringing it, the bell keeps ringing. Yeah. But I think it's I think there's a, a nice emotional moment where the little four-year-old kid is ringing and ringing the bell and his dad doesn't come and then his, yeah. his mom says we should go go find him and then they start going out looking for him and the bell starts ringing on its own because that bell rings later i think that bell could be a really good motif throughout yeah. a horror story but it doesn't work that way now the story's trying to make it a motif but there's no connection to anything it just rings it just happens sometimes <clears throat> yeah maybe that if this is like an oral thing maybe that came out in the telling more than the transcribed version but 
maybe not not but, as written it but doesn't. there's there's still not really a connection between that bell and the spookiness it is the is the fork like the hearkening right of spook so i feel like if you were to turn this into a horror film you would you would make that to a clearer connection do sure. we have to change the implication that the ghost is in the teeth no how does the ghost get him then uh runs him over with a car well <laughs> i don't they think... find a car and in the driver's seat is some teeth i don't think the ghost is like inside the teeth so much as the ghost is haunting the teeth and when the teeth are put in a person that gives them access to possess that person yeah well, the their... only times we see the ghost interact with people is when they have the teeth in the story as it's presented it's their channel to the material world Again, the i don't teeth. know why she would be so far away from the teeth in the situation of the dad if she had just died maybe it's teeth vengeance while she's still hunting down their location <laughs> while she while she's being vacuumed towards the teeth she's going to hunt yeah she yanks his soul along with her sure yeah like she had died recently ish yeah so is the dad the first victim well, in the story, she died recently, which would imply she died after the dad did. But I think if we were going to redo this as a neater one. But it's, this isn't like a like a thing where there's like this town has a, a legend of a string of unexplained deaths or something going back like 200 years or whatever. No, like it's, it's, it's dad all, and son. It's all related to this miser woman and her gold teeth. <laughs> what did they what they do to her? Sold the teeth. Steal them? Yeah. Yeah. Like are the teeth like cursed Aztec gold? <laughs> or something i think we'd need a scene establishing how much this woman coveted these teeth because this how is miserly because this is a an unnatural attachment to your dentures give can, me give me the like the most scroogey scene possible can, <laughs> like maybe can we alter the teeth a little bit to what jaguar fangs that's gonna say solid gold vampire teeth i mean sure whatever whatever Maybe the mouth of Sauron teeth. Maybe the old woman when she was younger, like she was a pinup girl or um, like a model of some kind, like some kind of celebrity. Her career was was and her pearly whites were the feature of that. And then yeah. she also had some terrible accident. She was also hit by the, the mouth smash tour bus. <laughs> she, yeah, she got hired to to do a promo video for mouth smash. And they blasted her teeth right out. I don't know. Like, I, th I think also the smashing of the girl's teeth. Like, I feel like that would not be an accident to do it that hard, even with a, an iron. It's a poltergeist. Right. And so. She did it so she could get her gold cursed teeth in there. I mean, I would believe that. She did it to herself. So she's been, like, maybe she maybe did she it to was... herself and she said it was an accident. No, I mean that a ghost is seeking a vessel, so she needs to smash somebody's teeth out yeah, right, so maybe to make room for dentures. I'm saying... Maybe there's been a string of teeth-related accidents throughout the town since this woman's death. What if it wasn't teeth? What <laughs> if it was something better? <laughs> I like the teeth. It's weird. Do, do you? <laughs> yeah. It's weird, and I think it would it would hit people in that visceral way. Cursed, cursed dentures doesn't <laughs> strike me as like the best pitch, but I do like the the mouth smashing. I mean, so I torn. like I like the idea of a string of mouth related related incidents, but she hasn't been able to get everybody's like somebody's entire teeth out or they've cho just chosen different dentures yeah like well her first one she she managed to break like some kids front teeth but they just grew new ones right 
And then, like, each time she's tried to get them, but she hasn't been able to get the fucking strike with the bowling ball. So she's just kind of been haunting the area. We could make her an older ghost, too. Like, she could be an ancient miserly woman who had a horrible teeth accident. And these these gold teeth were the thing that, like, made her life better, that won her everything she, she had. She, they were her greatest possession. I have two questions. Yeah. Is there a plan beyond getting a new body? Then she, Re- reclaim her former status? Just amass a new fortune? I don't know, because once she's a ghost, like, once she possesses the body, she's just chilling out. Like, she's just happy. I think that was the goal. I mean, as it stands, she seems to have forgotten that she was a ghost. Oh, yeah. Like, or is pretending, at least, she's just to happy be to a be, human. Yeah, she's just happy to be reunited with her teeth. Like, yeah. it's, it is a love story between this elderly woman and these gold-ass teeth. Second question is, can we get our social worker on the job? Your and social worker? Our social worker. And just sort this ghost's problem out. Who's our social worker? From last week. Just sort of an outreach program for ghosts. Oh, yeah, that guy. That was so like, long the ago. The counselor fellow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's the one who knows what's going on in the end. He's trying to solve this ghost mystery. And he can't save Pedro. And he can't really solve the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he knows what's but going tries. on. Uh, what do you think happened to Elena? You think she's she was in, that corpse? She's in the teeth. I don't know. She died. <laughs> Cordy does not give a shit about Elena. She's in the teeth. I think she is the corpse. The possession I, was complete. I think she died, yeah. I mean, we can't check the teeth records because it's dentures. You can't dust for teeth find out who they who they are i mean are. you can't submit the teeth for forensics because we know who the teeth are it's ghosts so i said you can't dust for them well you wouldn't be dusting for them you do if you we want. already know where they are well you dust if you want to find evidence right you dust to find the thing yeah yeah <laughs> but then when you have the tooth it's a different process to find out who that tooth belonged to you dust you to don't, find out you who don't it. re-dust it <laughs> Like you don't dust it a scene and then bring it back to the lab and dust it with a different brush (laughs) and it says DNA Gordy. (laughs) The DNA brush that all crime scene people have. Must be why they turn my application down. (laughs) Yeah, you want to redo that one. Uh, Do either of you have any other uh, questions or concerns or things that you would want to fix up with this story? No, I think it's perfect. Nope, it's good now. All right. The world is covered in a blanket. (laughs) <laughs> there's, a, there's a tooth ghost on a crime spree <laughs> doing tooth crimes and mouth smash is hitting number one on the radio <laughs> i think it's a very good story in the horror film smash mouth should be playing in the background in a minor key yeah well thank you jeremiah for uh breaking out of tyler's friendship <laughs> box to give us this story thank you thank you thank you also samwise thank you samwise thank you samwise for, for executive producing this show uh thank you to all of our patrons for keeping us going thank, thank you patrons thank you to our top tier patrons whisper biscuit sarah maya robert liz the second sarah <laughs> Grace, MC Atnip, Jeremiah, Roast Rabbit, Haley, Tim, Dom, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, and Heather. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, Roll Doll. Thank, thank you, Roll Doll. Thank you, Knives. Thank, thank you, you, Knives. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Mouth Smash. Thank you, Mouth Smash. Thank you, Crash. Thank you, Crash. It would really be Kirsch. Kirsch, yeah. Kirsch. <laughs> Thank you, son. Thank you, son. Thank you, son. Kirsch, the friendly ogre who likes living in the city. Kirsch, the blue gnome, lives in a penthouse apartment. <laughs> We're with the folklore. That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.